RadioInfluence.com. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Folks, there's a very good chance that Froggy could be arrested by Child Protective Services before the end of this podcast. Hey, it's MJ, Todd Schnitt. We'll explain in a second. It's MJ, Todd Schnitt, along with Froggy and Fester, our fourth installment of the all-new MJ Morning Show podcast. And folks, can you believe this? We are here on Black Friday recording this episode for the Tuesday release. Who the hell says the Black Friday's for shopping? Oh, the hell with that. Black Friday is for recording an all new MJ Morning Show podcast. That's right. It's for potting. For podcasting, right? Yeah. Hey, Froggy, don't act so cocky, man, oh, because uh, you might be in a little bit of trouble with your kid, okay? I'll explain in just a bit. <sighs> for real, do you think I get in trouble for that? <laughs> I don't do Oh, God. So, Froggy shares this video with me. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Don't send this out to people. You're going to get turned in. You're going to get investigated. Like, child... Come on, relax. Don't, don't be saying I'm going to get investigated. Uh, Chill uh, hold out. Hold on. Hold on. on we'll now. talk about this a little later on. In the podcast. Oh, the email, folks, is coming in fast and furiously. We'll go through some email. Again, if you want to drop us a note, mj at mjmorningshow.com. So email me any comments, questions, any content requests. Guys, with just requests from listeners, the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands that have listened to our new podcasts, the requests on material, stuff that I've completely forgot about. You know what's amazing is what makes an indelible mark in people's minds. You, you have no idea. When you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of listeners over the years, it's amazing to see what people bring up and what really made an impression on them. Yeah, the things that they hear and they, they, they want to hear about or, or just, just the details, I get that all the time. Hey, do you guys remember when you did this? And I was like, no. You're talking <laughs> about stuff you did? Yeah, or, or you. or the, Anyone. Or, or any content on the show, because we have forgotten about so much and the listener, certain bits, certain things we've done, little audio bites. I've got an email that's amazing that I'll get to in just a few moments. So uh, stand by. If you want to drop us a note, we love to get the email. I try to answer every single one. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. And, of course, all of the podcasts, all of the notifications, all the platforms on how to listen to the podcast is MJMorningShow.com, MJMorningShow.com. And before we get really rolling here, please spread the word on this thing, because already, just through some social media advertising, just through word of mouth, we are in the tens of thousands of downloads now for this show, and this is only episode number we are blown away by the response, and we're dropping them every two weeks now, so it's been bi-weekly, and I think it's a good shot. We're going to go to weekly very, very shortly, so just stay tuned. All of the information, all the announcements will be at mjmorningshow.com, mjmorningshow.com, and of course, my Twitter feed is at Todd Schnitt, so everything's also going to be on there, at Todd Schnitt, and on Instagram, I am at certified. Todd Schnitt. Oh, and incidentally, the old MJ Morning Show social media, that's still up and running. Yeah. So on, on Twitter, at MJ Morning Show is still hot. Still, I still post stuff on that, you know, with the resurgence here, the revival, the resurrection of this program via podcast. And also the Facebook page has like 29,000 fans that are still on that. So I've gotten the word out via that as well. And that's the MJ Morning Show Facebook deal. Hey, Fester. You ready to, like, cringe and start, like, hurling or, or start having that gag reflex? Don't do that here near me because then I'll go. <laughs> Listen, the gag reflex is what I'm known for, boys. Uh. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got? Well, Fester mentioned this to me Ugh. earlier in the week, and I thought I would bring this on the podcast here. And I, I don't think Fester is expecting this. I don't think Fester knows this. But, hey, Froggy, Fester's favorite part of the holiday season? The potluck dinner at work where everyone brings in a dish oh, from Oh, that's home. right. You have a real job where they have that oh, now. Get the hell out of here. Guys, that is the most disgusting day of the year. <laughs> you think it oh, is? Oh, it's awful. 
It is awful. How horrible are your coworkers? No, they're, they're, they're wonderful people, but just this smorgasbord of crap where two things don't go together. It's it, and you don't know who made what. That's the worst part. That is. That I is mean, the worst part. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you might get food poisoning from something at the restaurant, but when you have a potluck dinner and you got like nine or 12 or 15 people bringing stuff in, you got a chance to get like food poisoning and diarrhea from nine or 10 different dishes. From you have no idea what happened, whose house it goes back to. I mean, I mean some people, thank God, bring store-bought things, and I try to stick to that, but just the, you know, it, the it, trays. It, the chain of custody of, you know, where was it made? You know, I always have this image, and this has always bothered me, for instance, like when when someone brings in a cake from home or they bring in cupcakes or they bring in something to work from. I just have this this image of them, like, naked. I know why, too. And, you, and, and it's because like of Joey B. Hair. Joey B used to cook naked. That's why I have the same image. You remember that? That's what it was. I Joey B used to make pasta naked, and now I hate everybody else's food. Because I, I picture him just, mm, standing there naked making pasta. I just have this image of my coworkers making stuff. And, you know, going to the bathroom and not washing their hands or, or picking their nose while they're cooking the food and then okay. bringing it to the office. Chest hairs falling in. My, the image, my image is cats. I bet you that oh, the people yeah. are cooking oh. and their cats are everywhere. They're, you ever see like, cats walking on the countertop? Like, oh, it's so disgusting. The cat hair is hey, everywhere. Jerry, do me a favor. Get Michelle on the phone. Let, let me know. Just give me the signal when you have Michelle on the phone. Michelle's a huge fan of these potluck dinners or you know where the coworkers bring in all the food. My wife loves this. All right, she's, she's a... ready to go. Michelle, are you there? I am here. When I say potluck dinner or <laughs> when everyone... <laughs> 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 so what comes to mind when you think of all of these dishes coming from coworkers and all being assembled in the conference room at work for a big holiday meal at, at the office? I'm just thinking that, you know, kitchen sanitation and hygiene in someone else's home might not be like what I require. So maybe, maybe no thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Michelle. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to participate and be a part of the group, I guess, but mm -hmm. all this food just, oh. How about the sneezing and the goobage that goes into these things? It's a sick, it's a sick uh, time of the season. Right, and Is then it? generally, right, and then generally, it's in some like common kitchen Ugh. where you know it's just spread Ugh. out at ten thirty a.m. so that everybody can you know feast on it throughout the day, and so oh. that food has been sitting there at twelve thirty. Oh. It's already been sitting out for mm. two hours, and, I'll then by take it. So, and who knows? People are walking by with a fork; they might just go ahead and you know take a bite of something and like that, and then double dip that utensil into the next item, and oh. you know you just don't know. You know, you're right about the food sitting there. So let's let's think about this for a second. Holiday potluck dinners. You already have all the issues of where it's made, how it's made. I have an image of Fester, like, scratching his ass and then peeling onions to put into the... To, oh, give me a warm it, deviled egg. To put mm. into the dick. And then once it, once it has all the disease and bacteria and germs uh. from the house it's coming from, then it sits around in the office for hours. You know what they should do? They should put a picture of the person who made it right That's by the, the dish. That's the worst part. That's the second worst part. Once you get past the idea of how they made it, who made it? Yeah, you got to look at a picture. Who made? They should put oh. little. This was made by Bill in accounting. Oh, Bill's all fat and ugh. disgusting. And this guy's awful. <laughs> Maybe he has really bad dandruff, and you know, he's scratching his head. <laughs> oh, kind of flying like some Parmesan cheese on top of something. Oh. Dandruff flakes are making it into your food, guys. Anybody that has a potluck meal coming up at their office for the holidays, we have just completely ruined the whole damn thing. They have them for Thanksgiving. A lot of companies have them again for. Christmas or at the end of the year, it's just awful. We've spoiled the, the whole damn thing. No one's going to touch. Hey, listen, i got to be honest. We also don't know what's going on in the kitchens and restaurants, but for whatever reason, in my mind, I just don't have a problem eating in a restaurant, but even like when I'm invited to somebody's house for dinner, there's just something about the thought of being cooked in somebody's kitchen just kind of turns me off a little bit. I don't know if that's like a psychological thing I have. Am, am I alone there, or, or do you guys concur as well? No, people are gross. That's what because oh, I, I went to a recent <laughs> baseball, you know, end of the season party, and it was a pool party. The family that had it 
still had their breakfast dishes out from their family breakfast. There was Ugh. like old egg, and I'm like, dude, can you not clean up a little bit? Before you have a party at your house, you're disgusting. So basically, I'm gonna go. Ninety five percent of people are gross. See, I, I get. Over, I'm, I'm past the fact that if I get invited to a specific person's house because you go to that house and you know the chain of command because you know that person. But at these office parties, it's all a bunch of landmines, and you have no idea who this is. Find a little hair in it. I eat it anyway. Hi, <laughs> right, Michelle. Thanks for checking in. You're welcome. Hey, Froggy. Uh, yes, sir. Are you ready to be arrested by, like, the Child Protective Services? I, there's no reason for me to be arrested. This is just, you know, I, I have two sweet kids. Just one's a little bit, you know, more out of control than the other one. All right, now, listen, I don't know Froggy's kids. I've never met your kids. All right, yeah, let's keep it that way. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I've never met Froggy's kids. All right, how old are your kids and what the hell are their names? Their names are Max and Luke, and Max is, uh, he's going to be eight, and Luke just turned five, like, last week. All right, now, is Max, is he a Maxwell or just Max? He's just a Max. Just a Max. Just no, a Max. No Maxwell needed. I knew wow, a Maxwell. Right. He, he was a punk. Fester, you haven't heard this yet. No. Froggy sends me this clip of his four-year-old kid, Luke. Oh, do you ever say, Luke, I am your father? <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that like, isn't that a complete misnomer? Isn't that like not even a line from any Star Wars movie? I don't think so. I'm not a Star Wars nerd, but I, I don't know. I always thought it was actually, but I don't I know. Don't think it's an, I don't think it's actually a line from one of the Star Wars movies. For whatever reason, that's just become you know part of the, the lexicon. And yeah. It just, I don't think it was ever actually said in a Star Wars. Oh, incidentally, there's a heartwarming Star Wars story. Aww. Oh, good. Which we'll get to during the podcast today, so stand by. You know, for me, Star Wars ended after the third one. You know, for me, it's Star Wars, it's Empire Strikes Back, and it's Return of the Jedi. And then after that, I just had really no interest in any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'm probably the same way. I don't get into that sci-fi stuff, but... Uh, I think they all suck. But you are Luke's father. Yeah, that's me. Fester, that's me. you haven't heard this yet. Froggy sends me this clip. Fester, do you think it's a responsible thing to do for a father to allow his four-year-old son to play Grand Theft Auto? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, wow. I, I can explain what's going on here. It's not like I'm sitting there letting him play Grand Theft Auto every day. He breaks it in my office and plays it. That's what happens, okay? Your kid, first of all, Froggy, how old are you now? I, I just turned 40, bro. Jeez, man. The same... Froggy is 40. And I knew you guys when I was a 19-year-old little boy. Now look at me. That is insane. So Froggy is 40 with two kids, yeah. and he lets his four-year-old play Grand Theft Auto. First of all, Froggy, how the hell do you let your kid break into your office? And also, why does a 40-year-old have Grand Theft Auto in his office to begin with? It, but first of all, a four-year-old doesn't have an office. I have the office, okay? And that's where my video game center is, okay? Because that's what I, I said. I said 40-year-old. Oh, 40, said, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. It doesn't matter because I like to play video games. It's a, it's a, it's a downtime for me. And my kid has caught me running my empire um, on Grand Theft Auto, and he thought it was great. How do you have a Grand Theft Auto empire? Because, dude, come here, come here. I got, uh, I got right. a gun running business. I've got numerous strip clubs. Oh, okay, I have a loitering business where I, I have a fake money business. It's fantastic, bro. You'll love it. <laughs> a loitering business? Fra Grand Theft Auto is a fantastic game. Do you mean laundering business? No, that's what I mean. Okay. Laundering. Oh, laundering. <laughs> What's this clip you sent me? So this is a video of the screen, the action that's going on in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And your kid, your four-year-old kid is playing with all the language and all the, yeah. uh, the, the inappropriate scenes in this video game. And your, your four-year-old is playing it? So I kept on going into my office. And he, he would wait for me to leave my office. And then he sneaks in and he starts playing Grand Theft Auto, okay? So I decided to broadcast live on Twitch, okay, because I have a video game channel. <laughs> I broadcasted him playing. And I'm getting messages. Uh, Froggy, people, I think, I think your son broke into your game playing your game. You know, I'm sitting here waiting to see what he does because he's been using some language around the house that is kind of surprising that he hasn't heard from me because I don't curse in front of him. So he's four and he just turned five though, right? Yeah, he just turned five. So, so this happened when he was four still. This happened, yeah, a couple weeks ago. So I, I go to Twitch. I broadcast the game, okay? I know he's breaking yep. into my office. I know he's going to play Grand Theft Auto. I want to know what he's doing. I want to know what he's saying. So I set up the microphone. I set it all up to go right when he logs in to automatically broadcast. Okay, he's playing the game 
for like 30 seconds and lets out two violent first of all he murders five people in the matter of like 30 seconds he curb stomps another guy i sent mj the clip he's curb stomping people and he's cursing at him Uh, hold on listen to this let me roll this here's the clip that froggy sent me where are you and now the guy's running he falls Stupid bitch. <laughs> what? That's Luke. That's he Luke. Said, you stupid bitch. Let me roll this back. This is <sighs> a four-year-old kid, just turned five. Listen. You stupid bitch. Froggy, that <sighs> is absolutely I, unacceptable. I know it's not right. But listen, let me tell you, rest assured the what kid. What does Kim, what does your wife have to say about this? She's so pissed off. But it, it, here, here's the thing. The kid never gets in trouble at school. He's a fantastic kid. Never gets in trouble. But you're telling me the kid's not using some of this language that he's learning from Grand Theft Auto at school? Yes, probably. But, no, he was using it at home. He doesn't use it at school. Ho- I don't think so. In what context does he tell mom it at home? To- does he tell mom to f off? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he started calling his brother stupid. We, we didn't understand where he heard "stupid bitch" from. He started calling his brother "stupid bitch." You know, give me your iPad, stupid bitch. And I'm like, Luke, what? Where are you hearing this? What is going on? And now, through my secret broadcast on Twitch, that's where he's he's, he's learning it from GTA. Uh, let me roll the rest of the clip here. Let, listen. All right. All right. How you going? Are you in? Are you a stupid bitch? <laughs> what just, are you teaching this kid? Did you see him drop like, kick that guy on the bus bench? He's gonna. He just he drop kicks some guy sitting on the bus bench. Exactly. <laughs> and then throws a guy to the ground and then starts like curb stopping the guy. My God! It's like a scene out of uh, The Irishman that I just watched last night with Michelle on Netflix. There's nothing funny about this, Froggy. Oh, God, he's such a sweetie, though. He is so cute, but we had to take away Grand Theft Auto, unfortunately. My favorite game on Earth. Why did he have access to it? He doesn't anymore. I told you he was breaking into my office. So what did you do to rectify it? I, I got over I got rid of GTA. I didn't get rid of it. I still have it. I can't lie. But I do lock my office now. I'm addicted to the game. I'm sorry. I got to play it. But I do have another clip. Maybe next time. I, oh, I, no. I, he, he says the, mm, the MF or word. No. Yeah. I, 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 I have it. Five years old or four, whatever. The, and he says MF? On the, yeah, because I broadcasted him again. Oh, I don't have that in, one. At his age, is he still in preschool? Is he in kindergarten yet or what? Yeah, he's in kindergarten. So what if he drops you stupid bitch in kindergarten or you <sighs> MF? In, what if the teacher says, hey, Luke, you know, you're not doing it right. What if he says, shut up, MF? I mean, what? what? Or he'd be up, running things. Shut up, stupid bitch yeah, to his teacher. He'd be the boss of kindergarten. No, no. He, don't. That's negative. Don't don't say that. This is just a, a phase he's going through. It's just a... Yeah, it's we a, never... You know, our kids, Chloe and Julian, we never had these games in the house. We never had the consoles. Oh, we aren't never, you a goody-goody then? Great. We never Good had Grand you. Theft Auto. We never had, what are the other ones? Uh, like Call of Duty? Red and Dead Mortal Redemption. Combat, whatever the heck that crap. We never had any of that. So my kids had no exposure to the video game craze and, you know, all of that distraction growing up. We just didn't even have the devices in the house. Let me ask you a question. Did, did your kids have iPads when they were young? Yeah, yeah, they had iPads. Okay, so that's because I worry more about the iPads than the uh, Grand Theft Auto. I but th- we know exactly what's on the iPad. We were able to control the software that was downloaded on the iPad, and we could we could monitor that. Well, it's more it's more that I read that kids are getting humpbacks more these days, that because of the <laughs> oh no no hey the... Fester no hey Fester, what are you laughing, laughing at, dude? Kids are no, walking that, around that, getting humpbacks. It took me true. forty years to get my humpback. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fester, you're laughing, but you know, Froggy, I saw the same thing. I've seen multiple stories that the kids are hunched over yeah. uh, with these iPads and the cell phones. Because what happens is, it, it, do it right now. If you're on your cell phone and you're texting or you're watching a video, you're not watching it like straight ahead. The kids and even adults that are glued to all these damn devices, they're bent down. So their necks are are bending down. Yeah, and that's my kid has my nose. He doesn't need to be a humpback to go along with it, all right? He has enough against him. So humpback with a hump nose? Is that it? jeez. I hope he's funny. Hey, Froggy, just out of curiosity, have you shared any of your old crank calls from the radio show with your kids? 
they heard one of them, and in he it kind of scared him because it was it was one when a guy when Donald remember Dementia Don. He was getting attacked by an alligator. <laughs> I don't remember. It sort that of scared one. my kid a little bit. <laughs> so he's only heard one, but I'm, I'm, I plan on playing. I have three hundred of them. So he did a bunch of them. You know, there were more crank calls on the MJ Morning Show than just the crotchety old man calls. And of course, I I, I don't even know how many I did. Well, I do a hundred and something of those things. There, there were loads of these crotchety calls. We sold you know a jillion CDs, obviously. But Froggy also did this whole series of crank calls. After I got tired of doing the crotchety old man, after I got tired of going, oh, thank God you've answered. Hi, it's Milton Fludgecow. Let me out of here. I just got a little tired of that. And I passed the crank call baton, you know, to get a little different flavor on the show to Froggy. Froggy, how many different characters? What are the characters that come to mind that you did in your crank calls in the last what five, six years of the show? Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I did a bunch because uh, I don't know. Uh, Dementia Don, right? Remember Don Stanley, the oldest man yeah, in the, the radio. Voice. Do the voice. Do Dementia yes, Don. Hello, Dementia Don is here. <laughs> oh, mm, yes. Michael, his grandson, Michael Stanley, who was a drug addict. You sounded like me. You did the radio. Right. You did the radio guy that was like really pleasant. <laughs> maniac Marty, I'm all, yeah, with the quack quack. That's all anybody cared about was the quack quack. Oh, oh maniac Marty, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then uh, Hal Herman from uh, Whammo News. He was a newsman. Um, what, what, what was the record store guy? That record store dude that was just he would get so pissed at you. That was a record store stoner. That was one of my uh, one of my victims. Where was that record store? Oh, dude, I, that was way in the West. That was like out in California. Can I say that? I mean, what are they going to do? The gov- I guess the government's not even Cal- open. Gonna <laughs> say whatever you, you want. Yeah, right? All right. I've got your first crank call ever. So you're telling me Projectile Vomit Man was the first crank call you ever did? Well, yeah, because there was a, there was a part, a time in the show where nobody was doing crank calls. You know, somebody like Fester, you would think, to step up to the plate. He never attempted anything. Fester didn't even know how to turn his microphone on. I still don't know how to turn the mic on. Why didn't on. you do any crank calls, man? I mean, you're so lazy. I am more conversationally funny <laughs> than most people, so, so I rely on that. So I decided to step up to the plate, buddy. And my first, yeah, I mean, I, my first idea was projectile vomit, man. Yeah, so I just got tired of doing the crotchety old man, which, you know, maybe I will revive it. Maybe I will bring the crotchety old man back for our podcast series and maybe do some brand new ones. All right, here's Froggy's first ever crank call, Projectile Vomit Man. I don't even remember this. Good morning, child. This is Joyce. Hi, Joy. My name is Robert, and uh, I'd like to apply for a substitute teacher position. Okay, if you go to child.org. Well, let me ask you a question before we go any further. Does disabilities, will that hold me back from getting the position if I have a disability? Well, we're equal opportunity employers, so... Because I have a condition that I have this thing where I projectile vomit every 30 seconds or so. Whoa, well, that might present a problem. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Are you okay? Now, I know what you're going to ask. I can't vomit in class, but what I do is... I strap a horse feeder bag around my face, <laughs> and therefore the vomit goes in the horse feeder. <laughs> um, I think this might be, present a problem working with four-year-olds. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry about this. It's okay. But um, I could duct tape a bucket to my chest. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. No, but... see, I mean, you're laughing at me, but it's not... <laughs> So, so, oh my goodness, you poor man, this is terrible. I also keep a, an assortment of big gulp cups in my shirt pocket. So, Have you ever held any kind of a job? Condition? I was a chef for many years. <laughs> a chef? Oh my god! And uh, what I used to do there was I wore parachute pants every day, <laughs> and I would vomit in my parachute. <laughs> you must have been a joy to be around. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
oh my god, I am so sorry about this, but there's ways to get around violent projectile vermouth. Uh, I don't think so. So you're turning me down! Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm afraid we'd have the children and the staff, everybody would be joining you. <laughs> I've only thrown up on a child's face one time, in one class. Well, one would be more... <laughs> Sometimes if I do it too much, I just pass out. So if that happens, <laughs> if that happens, call the pit. Oh my gosh! Who is this? <laughs> Okay, bye. That's it right there. That was before. That was pretty froggy. That was pretty funny. I handmade 12 vomit sound effects for that one. Dude, I have not heard that. What year was that? Oh, 2006. Oh, my God. I haven't heard. That's the first time I've heard that thing in years. That is still funny. That totally holds up. That was the biggest mistake I ever made because MJ goes, I'm going to need about 17 of those a week. All right. I'm like, oh, my God. What did I get now, myself into? But seriously, I said I want three new calls from you a week. You know, we'll run them like, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, and I racked up over 300 of those things just sitting Man. there. Never got to sell them. Never got to do anything. That was funny. And then you made all those vomit noises, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was the whole thing, the vomit noises. But those were recorded. You you made them, and then you integrated them very with, well with, yeah. you know, when you were speaking, you hit them, like, right at the precise time to make it sound like you were actually hurling as you were speaking. Well, if you listen back, I would hit the vomit sound effect at the same time and mend it, meld it, sort of combine it with me going, so you have a real sound effect mixed with me doing it in, on the microphone, which almost makes perfect vomit sounds. Brilliant. So Just brilliant. A little behind the curtain there on vomit. Thanks. Who is the lady? Do you know even know where you called? I used to call out Wes a lot. That was just a, a substitute teacher position that was open. That's I it. don't know if she was buying it toward the end because she was like, all right, who is this? You can hear in the call when she doesn't buy it anymore. She goes... Oh, you poor man. And I'm like, but okay, she's, she's in on it. But she hung on forever. Her laughing, I mean, she just thought it was fun. Her laughter uh, was just contagious. She was entertained. I mean, she was cracking her. She was totally laughing at the whole deal. Uh, let's play more of my crank calls, actually, in the future podcast. How about that? Let's do that. <laughs> All right. So we'll blend in some crotchety calls. We'll blend in some of Froggy's crank calls. You guys ready for some morons in the news? All right. Yeah, let's go. This is pretty gross. I saw this from the smokinggun.com. This actually got posted like a week ago. I don't know why I didn't see this thing. And this is even a bonus. It's a morons in the news story from the Tampa Bay area. Oh, fantastic. Right, right from St. Petersburg, when a female driver sought to apologize for her role in a road rage confrontation, a Florida man responded by giving her a mouthful of... Of the food that he was chewing. This guy spit the food that he was chewing into her mouth. He baby birded her. <laughs> he baby. But this was like <laughs> violent. Oh my God. Projectile baby bird? That is A so mouthful of food. This is insane. <laughs> Spat this into the mouth of this woman. Investigators say that David Whipperman <laughs> and the female victim were involved in some kind of road rage incident. In Pinellas County, back at the end of October, following the confrontation, which is not further described in the court filings, Whipperman 61 exited his Chevrolet truck, approached the driver's side of the victim's Kia. The woman, cops say, rolled down her window to apologize to the defendant. <laughs> Whipperman allegedly responded, by spitting food that he had been chewing at the woman, the food struck the woman in the face and entered her mouth, according to the arrest oh. affidavit. Oh, my. Oh. What Does the story go into enough detail to say what he was actually eating? 
How about the aim with this guy? Fantastic. He's <laughs> oh, a real talent. This guy is like a marksman of spitting food. The guy, by the way, lives in Largo. We ought to get Whipperman on the phone. Is that Whip- really, really, Whipperman. really his name? Whipperman? It had to have been Whipperman. some sort of a nut. No thing. W-I-P-P-E-R-M-A-N. Then allegedly uh, opened the victim's car door and began screaming at her while pointing a finger in her face. His menacing ended when a passerby interrupted the incident. I'm looking at Whipperman's mugshot because he was arrested. This is why the story just came up. It happened on October 29th, but he was just arrested like a week ago. Because they got all the charges together? Uh, they did DNA analysis of the food they fished out of the, her mouth. No, I, I don't oh, know. I was going to say. Uh... Probably a hamburger or a sandwich or something. That's just nasty. So Whipperman was arrested just the other day. That's why the story is just coming out now. And the police report, somebody must have tipped off the smoking gun website. This is insane. So this guy was charged with a whole slew of felonies. Was aggravated food spinach one of the felonies? Baby mm-hmm. felony baby burning. God, that like if, if food landed in my mouth, I would vomit immediately. That like, somebody else was chewing oh and then spit it in your mouth. First I'd be like, oh my god, amazing aim. And then I'd be like, Bruh. Yeah, the story goes on to say Whipperman, a Largo resident, is a convicted felon whose rap sheet includes collars for disorderly conduct. Violating probation, battery, grand theft, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and felony battery. But no priors on spitting food. Perfectly. (laughs) Oh, and the arrest affidavit, you're going to love this, lists guess where as Whipperman's employee. Oh, God. Uh, Taco Bell. Walmart. Okay. <laughs> Walmart employee. Oh, man. You know, He's if we were still doing the Daily Show, would, would we have, like, uh, a reenactment? Would we have two interns reenact this in the parking lot and shoot it on the video and have, like, one of the interns spit food in the other intern's mouth? Why? You had me and Fester for that. Why the yeah, interns? About to say. <laughs> we yeah. actually got paid to be there. Is that not the nastiest thing you've heard in a long, long time? Jackass. I don't know what it is about this story, but I, I think of Froggy. Froggy, have you ever heard of sexomnia? Um, first part, yes. Second part, no. Haven't heard of sexomnia. What do you think sexomnia is? You fall asleep during sex? No, it's actually the opposite. It's you force yourself on somebody, and then you claim that you were having this sexual escapade while you were sleeping, and you weren't in control uh-huh. of your faculties and your body, and you were unaware that you were, like, jumping on them okay. uh, and having sex. Can I ask you a question? Why yeah. do I pop in your head when you think of somebody forcing themselves sexually on somebody? No, I, I don't know. Really just, I just want to ask. Why? Because I don't have I, I to just, do that to my wife anymore. She, she I, agrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, is, come on. Don't, don't, what, what do you think of me? Come on now. Oh, this is crazy. I'm a lover. This Canadian executive was accused of sexual assault. And at his trial, he said that he was a victim of or experiencing something called sexomnia. The guy's name is Carl Richard Antonius, and he's the president and CEO of Boreal Metals Corporation, and he pleaded not guilty to sexually assaulting a woman that he took out on a blind date like four years ago in Vancouver, Canada. Sounds like a lovely time they had. So this is the defense. The 51-year-old Antonius, he said on the wit- uh, on the witness stand that he was having something called sexomnia during the attack, meaning that he was asleep and he was completely unaware of his actions according to this Vancouver Sun report. And the prosecutors say that Antonius took his blind date back to his Vancouver apartment, his luxury apartment, after the blind date because the woman claimed that she couldn't find the keys to her apartment or car. She lost her keys, so went back to the guy's apartment. He then gave her some shorts and a T-shirt and got into his bed to sleep. And then the woman told police that she had no intention at all of having sex with this Antonius guy. And that she had to swat his hand off herself 
a couple of times when he groped her. Oh, come on. She baby. then woke up later with Antonius having sex with her against her will. Oh, that's God. called rape. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's rape. But he, and of course, completely unjustified, insane. But this guy comes up with this concoction, this defense that he had no recollection of, at all of having sex with this woman who is not identified. He claims that he fell asleep, and the next memory that he had was that he was standing in front of his refrigerator in his kitchen, no idea how he got there. I'm starving for some reason. Yeah, the worst part about this whole story is he was actually giving this defense with his awful Canadian accent, you know. <laughs> oh, I was out and about. That's it? <laughs> out and about? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I paid I for mean, dinner. Really? It was $48. <laughs> Sexomnia. Haven't folks tried this in the past, like with like an Ambien defense that uh, I took Ambien and I, I didn't murder this person because I was on Ambien or I had no recollection of murdering the person I was affected by the Ambien or I forced myself on somebody, but I was on Ambien. I've no, heard that before, but that is the first time I've ever heard the word sexomnia. I've never heard that before. So that's why I'm doing the story, because I hadn't heard the term either, sexomnia, but I know that I've heard people make medical claims or medical issues trying to explain why they were involved in you know heinous crimes or whatever. I, I, think, I believe uh, people, because of the, what, what's the sleep one that you're talking Ambien. about? Ambien. Yeah, Ambien makes you, it makes you kill people, right? No, uh, well, no, no it doesn't go to sleep. No, no, it doesn't, no, it doesn't, doesn't make you, doesn't doesn't make make you kill, kill people. people. No. But people have been it's, killed while other people are on Ambien. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, okay. The, that's the claim, though. No, no, no. It's, I don't think there's that's a- That's the defense. Inherent, it makes you yeah, crazy. That's been a, exactly. That's been a defense. The issue with Ambien, and if you remember Joey B, <laughs> our former producer, Joey B, Joey had some Ambien episodes. He was prescribed Ambien. And remember the story that he, like, baked a cake in the <laughs> middle of the night? Or and he made lasagna and it was all in his bed in the and middle mustard. of the night naked. Back to yes. what we were talking about at the beginning of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. with Look, it all comes full circle. Naked baking cakes and cooking lasagna. And he used to wake up with condiments spread out on his bed, like mustard and mayonnaise, all squirted all over his bed, like he was trying to make a sandwich. Oh, you said condiments. Oh, okay. There were stories of people like driving hundreds of miles, getting out of bed while they were on Ambien, and getting in their car and driving. And then waking up and having no idea how they got, like, miles away from their house, sleep driving on Ambien in their car. This poor lady wishes this guy would have just gotten his car and driven 100 miles. I'm going to try some of that Ambien stuff. <laughs> this is 2019, man. I never <laughs> had it. I never had it. Froggy's like, I want to try Ambien. I'm like, this is 2019. You know, It's out there, you know. Yeah, it's all we need is Froggy on Ambien. Like, Froggy, your behavior is not manic enough, dude. Come on, man. See, he's not as much manic as he is just downright lazy. And if he was on Ambien, he'd straight-ass sleep the whole day. Hurts, guys. I mentioned early on that we had a nice Star Wars story. It was a heartwarming story. You know, for me, Star Wars ended after the first three. I just, I haven't had any interest in Star Wars since. I went to a couple of them, and they just didn't float my boat. But I thought this was very nice. So the new Star Wars movie, I guess, is coming out, what, for Christmas time, correct? Is it? It seems like they come out every couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, didn't Disney pay like uh, $80 jillion for Lucas or whatever the story was? So they, they got to make their money back. But the new Star Wars movie is coming out, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And it is supposed to come out on, I think, December 20th. And I thought this was nice. A terminal hospice patient dying wish was to see the new Star Wars movie with his son before the release date because they don't think he's going to make it to the actual release date to see the movie with his son. All right. That's a scam, first of all, because somebody <laughs> somebody did that last time. Whoa, whoa, hold on. That's a scam of think... a ding dong, my friend. No, it's not. MJ, somebody did that last time, the last Star Wars movie. Somebody did that. You're telling me two died, not didn't die, but was dying, and then and then wanted to see the movie, and then they they sent it to a bunch of people. No, I'm pretty sure it's happened before. It sounds like a scam to me. Look that up. Why why don't you Google that or something? Sounds like a scam anyway. Did they bring the movie to him? The patient's last request came to light 
earlier this week, uh, Rowan's Hospice in Hampshire, England, made the plea on Twitter, can you help? They said, sadly, time is not on his side for the 20th of December. His wish is to see the final Star Wars film, hashtag Rise of Skywalker, with his young son. If you know anybody who might be able to make it happen, please share with them. Thank you. Social media then, of course, went to work. And there were like 1,800 likes. Mark Hamill was tagged. J.J. Abrams, the director, was tagged. They all wished the Rowan's Hospice good luck in trying to make it a reality. And then Disney found out about it. And on Thursday, Disney's chairman and CEO, Robert Iger, he addressed the whole deal on Twitter. And he said, on this Thanksgiving, we at Disney are grateful to be able to share the rise of Skywalker with a patient and his family at Rowan's Hospice. May the Force be with you and with us all. MJ, Froggy's found like 20 examples. Look at this. Every time the movie comes out, Force Awakens. When was that? 2015. Terminal fan gets Force Awakens screening before anybody else. Scam oh, and this is the racket? You say this is a scam? 2017, same thing. 2012, a soldier, whatever. It's, it's been done like a bunch of times. Froggy, it doesn't mean that they're making it up. It doesn't mean their uh, stories are false. Please. Have they all died? Yeah, how's the guy doing? I mean, that you doesn't people, sound right. That doesn't listen, sound Froggy, right. you've got people that die every day, obviously. What's to say that all of the stories, if you're a huge Star Wars fan and you're a terminal patient with some disease, I mean, it's totally plausible that they want to see the new Star Wars movie before it comes mm-hmm. out. Just because this happened before doesn't mean it's a scam and a racket. And listen, I'm the first one that's always skeptical about this stuff. That's why but I can't see- believe you're going with it. Well, because there's nothing to do. There's nothing to suggest, and okay. it's a fake story. I cannot wait for it to come out. The guy was faking it. They're bringing the movie to him, obviously, at a hospice. The guy can't get out of bed. Yeah, they're not going to wheel him so to they, a theater. If it's they, not, then it's gonna, a Munchausen thing. If it's not, it's a what? It's not Munchausen. It's a Munchausen. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's, a not, <laughs> it's not called Munchausen. Whatever <laughs> it's called, it's not real. Something's going on. on. I live over in the Munchausen development over there. No, it's it's not Munchausen. No, it, it's oh. Munchausen by proxy. What the that's hell? Where, that's where like a mother will make their child ill to then try take to take him to a Star Wars movie or, <laughs> or revive the kid. This is a reverse Munchausen by proxy. The kid was making the father <laughs> sick so he could see the movie. See, stop, little son of a bitch. So you're saying the kid gave the father cancer just to see the movie? Here, Dad. No. Have another smoke. No. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Listen. If you can find any detail later on that this was a fake story, then you can shove it up my butt. But there's nothing to suggest that this is a mm-hmm. fake story. I'll be doing research. And just because it happened... Just because it happened on previous Star Wars releases where people begged to see the movie early because they might not make it to the actual release date... Just because that happened in the past doesn't mean that it's a scam and a racket. Somebody did it for Batman too. Oh, oh, sure. oh my God! Oh, <laughs> I've discovered something here, boys. I have discovered well, a racket. Uh, I tell you, what, you follow the story and you prove me wrong. I thought it was a nice gesture by Mickey Mouse and the Disney folks. All right. Hmm, we'll see, Froggy. You've been pretty amazed at the number of comments, for instance, on the Apple Podcast. What are we like? Hundreds of comments, which you don't see that very often. No, we got like over uh, two hundred and ten or something like that, which is actually a lot. A hell, it of a really lot. is. I mean, we have five stars on Apple. Of course, the podcast is available on all the major platforms. Uh, Apple is typically the biggest listening platform. And Froggy, I didn't even know this. Froggy pointed out to me we had a five point like five stars, 5.0 review-wise on Apple, but then over 200 physical comments where people actually have written notes on how much they love the damn podcast and the revival of the MJ Morning Show. It's really actually impressive. I I wasn't about it at first, but I think I'm growing to enjoy it. (laughs) It takes a lot to impress Froggy. He's like, dude, (laughs) you got to see all these positive comments here. Email is also out of control. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com if you want to drop an email. Jay Jones 506 
I'm loving the new podcast. Keep them coming. And that's from Jay. Mm. And then this is kind of a long email, but there's a lot of great material we might want to revisit in here. This is from Stacy Callahan. I'm so excited that you guys are back. I've listened to you since my high school days. I listened to you so much that I thought that when I was pregnant in 2009, my kid would think your voice would be his daddy's. Oh, my. So, some of my favorite memories, Mr. Parker, the lawsuit man. That was funny. Dry cleaner guy. What was the dry cleaner guy? I don't remember a dry cleaner guy. Maybe she's thinking about the carpet guys when I did those crotchety calls and I kept calling that carpet store. Maybe that was it. Froggy screaming like a girl. Morons in the news. We just did the moron story with the food spat in the woman's mouth in, in Pinellas County. I'm shocked at this information. She remembers little sound bites we played. That was a P. Diddy soundbite, wasn't it? It was. I'm shocked at this information. Did you know what, we... what, do you know what it was about? Do you remember? I don't. It's what when was he it? found out Oprah was a billionaire. He was, I'm shocked at this information. No. Was that what it really? Yeah. yeah. No. No. I cut up the clip, buddy. What do you think? There's All little, right. Little I got to find. That was a great sound. Whenever anything crazy happened, we'd play P. Diddy saying, I'm shocked at this information. That was a great sound by Fester singing Nickelback. Oh, I love singing Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, oh, the only fan. <laughs> Call me up sometime. I'll sing it for you personally. Oh, where do you hide your horns? Oh, my original single about MJ. Oh, you know, I have that on the hard drive. Hold on a minute. Froggy, uh, talk for a second while I dig that up. Wait, Hold you're going to dig that up now? You have yeah, it? Yeah, We'll close oh. the show with it. But she's got a hell of a memory on her, this Callahan lady. My goodness, but I, I did it a couple times. We should do an acoustic one. The acoustic one was better. I'm so here it is. I, I think I have it. Hold on a minute. See if this is it. Listen. Is this it, Froggy? Yeah, that's it. Sit in your hot seat <laughs> with your dangling feet. Nobody's ever right. You'll always put up a fight. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Fess. Clap. Why is everything such a big deal? It's out of control and I'm being for real. Those fiery eyes are a scare. Especially when you do the death stare. <laughs> Come on, Fess. Where the hell's the hook? Coming, it's coming. How about a hook, Froggy? Everyone's always wrong That's why I am writing this spiteful song Everybody! Where do you hide your horns? Been hiding them since the day you were born Got so much hair Are they under there? Oh, tell me Where do you hide your horns? Dude, this thing goes off in three minutes and six seconds. That's a good question, actually. You still have the hair. Dude, that was a hit. You know how many emails I got? People loved that song. Yeah, like eight or ten, right? Thirteen, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. Three minutes and 36 seconds. Listen, you've never written a hit song. You wouldn't know, except for Eminem J. It's still going. You fear beer. I don't get it. Yeah! <laughs> Here we go, baby. Let's do it. You know, beer is really good. About yeah, people did like this for some reason. And it was just a, a song swatting me mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I just want things to be right and perfect. So you wrote that song because you it was in spite of me, right? Yes, and I was wondering where you hid your devil horns under your hair. That's what it was. And we so, that turned into a song that we played in front of hundreds of people in the parking lot and then dropped the car on the stage. <laughs> was that what it was? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the Froggy uh, Concert Series. Yeah, that was those right. good old days. Good old and, days. and by the way, it was a Callahan. Hold on, I just lost the email on my phone. Uh, Stacy Callahan. Uh, she also very. You brought it up, Fester. Uh, she also mentioned "Take Out the Trash" biatch yeah, on here as well. That was your song, M and M J. Uh, yeah, M and M J. 
I got to try to find that. I can't wait until your next podcast. Hurry up. Well, here we are, and we're featuring your email, Stacy Callahan. LOL. I'll try to think of more awesome moments. Thank you, Stacy. And now you're even featured on the podcast. If you want to drop us a note, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Also, spread the word. We're blown away by the amount of downloads so far for episodes one, two, and three. This is episode number four. I mean, tens of thousands, folks. And this is just word of mouth and through me spreading it on social media. But the best thing that you guys can do is to also get the word out and tell everyone you know, uh, retweet us, or put out tweets saying, hey, the MJ Morning Show is back. Check it out at mjmorningshow.com so we can turn this thing into an absolute monster. And then eventually, I think we're going to sell some ads. I've already had a couple of tire kickers from some old clients to see if we were going to sell some ads on the show. And I think at some point we've got to turn this into a revenue generator. And we'll probably go once a week sometime soon, maybe... What, before Christmas, after Christmas? What are you guys thinking? We're talking monetization, huh? Hmm. Yes. I don't know. Let's get through the holidays first. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get through the holidays first. All right, folks. Spread the word on the MJ Morning Show return. Just tell everyone to go to MJMorningShow.com. That's MJMorningShow.com. And, of course, I'll make all the announcements on the website. I'll make announcements on my Twitter feed, at Todd Schnitt. Give me a follow, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Instagram, at Certified Todd Schnitt. And, Fester, you have no social media at all, right? None. No. Froggy, do you have any? Yeah, Michael at Shelfville.com. No, I don't have anything. I got nothing. Sorry. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. People are fascinated that Festa, you're selling RVs these days, and yeah. that Froggy has this huge shelving company that he took over from his father-in-law. Yeah, shelves, baby. That's where it's at. <laughs> Boy, if you think they're fascinated, I tell you, I can't freaking believe it. <laughs> MJMorningShow.com. Make sure you download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time for episode number five. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.